welcome to the CLS Experience. I'm your host, Craig Siegel. I'm a born and raised New Yorker who achieved success with multiple businesses, but I crave something deeper. So I dedicated myself to personal growth and transformation by revamping my mindset. I went from being unable to run a mile to conquering four marathons the following year. Now, I want to help others manufacture big breakthroughs of their own. Yeah, and it's oftentimes too, like some of our hard times um, bring out a lot of beauty. You know, so many people look at my story and maybe their first thought is like, oh, that's horrible. I can't believe that happened to her. But then, like, look at my life since. Like, I never would have had the impact that I had if I hadn't lost my arm, if I hadn't gotten back on my board. So a huge, like, kind of message I'm just trying to encourage people on is just get back on your board because we all fall off along the way. Like, there's just wipeouts. There's things that happen. But it doesn't mean we can't get back on our board and create beauty and have excitement and adventure and and purpose in life beyond, um, you know, those those hiccups along the way. On today's episode of the CLS Experience, we have a very special treat. She's a professional surfer, speaker, and author of one of my personal favorite books, Soul Surfer. She's a beacon of hope, faith, and resilience. She's an unstoppable force whose perspective will change your life as it has for me and the thousands I have shared her story with. Her inspirational story is told in the movie Soul Surfer and most recently, the documentary Unstoppable. Her mindset is absolutely bulletproof and the impact she's had on this world is tremendous. She's just an overall juggernaut in all facets of life and a terrific human being. Please welcome the iconic Bethany Hamilton. How you doing, Bethany? Good. Aloha. Aloha. How did I do for an intro? I did good? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right, cool. I don't know. (laughs) We're going to have so much fun today. Like I was saying before we went on air, I know you do a lot of these and obviously so do I because, you know, I have my own and so forth, but I've been such a fan of yours for such a long time. Like when I first found out about you and and your story and your journey, I just, I I gravitated towards it so much. Maybe it was at a time in my life when I just kind of needed something like that, but your story is just so powerful and you personally and the movie Soul Surfer, I must've watched it 500 times. Obviously I listened to the audio book and, and this one that you're going to get a kick out of. I recently pivoted from my business on Wall Street and I started my personal development brand, CLS and so forth. And one of the modules that I have all my clients that they have to do with my course is watch the movie Soul Surfer and just kind of <gasps> fill out a worksheet about you and your unbelievable perspective. So sharing your message has, has been part of my life as well. So this is going to be really special for me today. Oh, thank you. That's so cool to hear. Yeah, my pleasure. I know the audience obviously wants to get a, an idea of the journey and so forth. So we're going to jump around a little bit, but just to get started, we're going to have some fun and we're going to get a little weird. You ready for me, Bethany? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany, what is your superpower? Ooh, uh, my superpower. Um, gosh, I don't know if I have one, but I would say the things that keep me going are my faith in God and just like living healthy. And also your unbelievable positive perspective. Yeah. And and like preparing myself for like the things you don't know that are to come. So to say, like, 
lately I've really kind of gravitated towards like accepting that the world's not perfect and that like there will be hardship in our life um, continually. And then you're able to kind of be ready for it versus thinking everything's going to go perfectly smooth. Um, I just kind of like, you know, I wake up grateful every day and make the most of each day, but at the same time, like know that, okay, I'm going to love my family the best I can today because who knows what tomorrow brings, you know? So true. And also the pandemic taught me that like, that's one of the reasons why I pivoted to really follow my passion and my purpose and, and do what lights my soul on fire. Because just like you just attested to, like it taught me that tomorrow isn't guaranteed not to sound like too spiritual, but we don't get to do this twice. Like there's no sequel. I'm going to make the most of every second. So living in a state of gratitude and doing what's most important to you is what it's all about. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Describe yourself, Bethany, in three words. Uh... <laughs> Um, I would say passionate, um, tenacious, and just, and maybe faithful. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. So like, not, not necessarily even in a like faith-based perspective, but more of like just to the life. I choose to live to my, the people I share my life with and to the, the values I hold to, um, you know, I'm very pretty consistent. <laughs> Understood. I love that. And like, there's no, we don't get any use of like having a negative outlook. Like that energy just doesn't serve us. Like even like, you know, I always try to tell people like there's only benefits to come by looking at the glass half full, so to speak, or being optimistic since when has thinking negatively ever like, helped us out right true yeah love that what's something interesting about you bethany that a lot of people might not know Ooh, i don't know i guess like i have a really different perspective on um health i guess and i specifically learned a lot through having one arm um ever since i was young after i lost my arm at the age of 13 um by the time i was in my late teens i realized that um if i wanted to continue to be like really strong and athletic in my sport and like successful and have longevity i recognized like i kind of grew a passion for healthy living but also like intertwining posture and body alignment so for me, my perspective on like movement and um, health sort of things stems a lot from just carrying myself with good posture and working. I've worked with different people to help me kind of protect my body from because I do so much on the one side, like I'm just so much more yeah. built, you know, on this side from paddling my board all day long, not all day long, but as much as I do and just doing everything with one arm. So I guess it's like a little nerd side of me that I like love nerdy little things in that realm. <laughs> I love that. And as you were just speaking that, like for some reason I got a visual from the movie after and, and you're speaking to the doctor and so forth. And you can tell me how accurate this is. Is The doctor basically says to you some along the lines of this, the things that you're going to have to do, learn to do differently is extensive. The things that you won't be able to do is very minimal. Yeah. And I think, that was a true like moment after I lost my arm was like really 
you know, there's so many unknowns, like all of a sudden my life wasn't what I pictured it was going to be. I didn't know if I'd be able to surf, which was like a big blow for me because that was like my greatest passion. Um, so hearing that from the doctor, I was like, wow, okay, well, we're just going to have to adapt. And I think that's when the adapt mentality started coming in and hitting me strong and like realizing that, okay, I'm still going to be able to do a lot of things, just maybe slightly differently. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you don't need easy. You just need possible, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Love all this. And, and let me know if you know a good surgeon because you have to surgically remove the smile from my face. I just love speaking to you and just, it's like taking me back over the last 10 years, like such a fan of your story and so forth. So I know the audience is going to fall in love with this and obviously the journey and so forth. You've been through so many different things. And like now I know that one of the things that you take such part in is being the best mother you could be and so forth. Obviously, I know surfing still plays a big role. So right now, today, what makes you feel most alive? Ooh, uh, I think just being at peace with um, my surroundings and the world and with my family and not like overthinking things, but just living the life that we hope to live or we choose to live and um, just enjoying being with my family, getting in the ocean and um and even helping others beyond our like little family unit. Like I really like having purpose each day to wake up to. And yes, motherhood is no doubt like my greatest purpose in the current day life. Um, you know, it's just, I wake up and it's go time every day. Um, but just having that purpose to serve my family and then also to put out some light in the world around me um gets me pretty stoked so I don't know I'm pretty much like love all the little different aspects of my life um that's, that's from, living in, from living in nature to surfing to motherhood to helping people around the world through different things that I do and um yeah just just doing life is pretty exciting, I guess. Yeah. And what a journey, right? Like you can only connect the dots looking backwards, but just like looking at some of your journey, like what a ride. And obviously you're just getting warmed up. Do you still surf every single day? Yeah, I was in a hurry. I'm still wet hair. <laughs> I was like literally in the water 30 minutes ago. That's awesome. And I was in a hurry. So barely made out like, this is my only window to surf. I'm going to go, hun. Uh, of course uh, you so. were in the water. What? Of course, you were just surfing right before this podcast, of course. Yeah, so it usually helps me to get in the water before I sit on my butt for a bit. Um, <laughs> I just love getting a little energy out, so I'm thankful I can get jump in the water quite a bit still. And um, Dad and I kind of like take turns, pass pass the baton or pass the baby back and forth, like kind of just work work it so that we can all kind of get what we need to get done throughout the day and also get some fun in <laughs> of course and in the documentary it shows the oldest guy surfing a little bit and i, and I imagine the documentary is filled a couple years back how soon are we going to get the little guy in there yeah i know i haven't got <laughs> my little he's four and a half months now so we're not i'm not, not pushing yet. it but um yeah all the boys have no no option but to to surf so i love it 
Well, they just at least got to like be able to navigate the ocean. Growing up in Hawaii, you need your children to be comfortable with the ocean. And I want them to be able to surf, whether they like love it or not, just be able to like handle themselves in, in, in the waves. And then I can be at peace as a mom once they're yeah getting older and rambling about on their own more. <laughs> Do they have any fear getting out there or anything like that based upon you know, your journey and so forth? Or that's not even a focus uh, no, they're not really scared of sharks, so to say, but I would say naturally they have like a fearful respect towards the ocean. And I think that as they get older and get better at swimming and like more comfortable with just, you know, treading in the water, they'll um, they'll get more confident. And it's just like a, a journey. I think all, most children have to go on or people. 100%. Yeah, and like growing up, I did swim team, which made me just dynamite in the water. And I never had a situation where I didn't think I could get myself out of it. You know, I always had that, that um, preparedness, preparedness to like get myself out of any crazy currents or wipeouts. And um, yeah, so I'll do the same thing for my boys, just kind of like prepare them for whatever you know, ocean scenario they might find themselves in. What was that? That's right. I can hear your thoughts. Have no fear. I'm going to tell you exactly where you can get weekly access to the CLS experience live in action. Drop in gems, nuggets, trainings, special celebrity and business mogul guest speakers, and maximum energy. We just launched the CLS membership. We have weekly Zooms with like-minded, growth-oriented juggernauts. Networking and absorbing all the wisdom via weekly Zooms. Head to CultivateLastingSymphony.com and then bang! Enter your new network today. Let's grow together, you dig? Yeah, and preparation breeds confidence. I definitely respect that. I'm going to ask you one more weird one and then we'll start at the beginning, get a little bit of the journey. Bethany, when was the last time you had an unbelievable belly laugh? A belly laugh. <laughs> um, I would say there's some pretty good, like, okay, so my husband and I are big fans of Bitcoin in particular, and, like, we're very familiar with the crypto space. And there is this video, because Bitcoin and crypto is very volatile. Yes. I'm and aware. there's this video, this guy, like, <laughs> kind of falling, like, walking on this, like, um, what do you call it? A bridge. But the bridge has big gaps. And it's, like, over a huge drop-off. And I think it's some sort of adventure. Like, you know, you, you hook in, you're all harnessed up. <laughs> but he's just, like screaming on this bridge like scared of for his life and his scream is just hilarious and it's it was referring the meme was referring to like someone in their first like bitcoin dip and how scared they might be yeah. very volatile <laughs> um, and i was very just crying laughing it's good i don't know <laughs> isn't that the best though those belly laughs priceless <laughs> yeah i definitely been needing laughter this last year and i think it's such a like you just got to seek it out if you don't naturally find it. <laughs> 100%. 100%. I love that. You have to find it out. And also, I just wanted to show you this before we start at the beginning. This quote has been on my fridge for the last five years. I'll read it. It's probably hard to see. 
I've learned life is a lot like surfing. When you get caught in the impact zone, you need to get right back up because you never know what's over the next wave. And if you have faith, anything is possible, anything at all. I just wanted to show you that and let you know. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So true. So, and it's like, it's what you were saying earlier, like about life, right? Like in, whether you're an entrepreneur, business, anything really it doesn't just go up in a straight line. There's peaks, there's valleys, ups and downs, but you always have to stay optimistic, dust yourself off and just have faith that this is just a minor setback, so to speak. Yeah. And it's oftentimes too, like some of our hard times um, bring out a lot of beauty. You know, so many people look at my story and maybe their first thought is like, oh, that's horrible. I like, can't believe that happened to her. But then like, look at my life since. Like I never would have had the impact I had if I hadn't lost my arm and if I hadn't gotten back on my board. So a huge like kind of message I'm just trying to encourage people in is just get back on your board because we all fall off along the way. Like there's just wipeouts. There's things that happen, but it doesn't mean we can't like get back on our board and create beauty and have excitement and adventure and, and purpose in life beyond, um, you know, those, those hiccups along the way. And so, you know, I'm so thankful for where my life is today and, you know, I've come a long ways and there's been so much more than just the arm loss, just living normal life is it has its challenges. But I think when we're willing to, you know, keep paddling and keep getting back on our board, so to say, um, there's more beauty to be found and shared. No question. I love the way you were that and articulated. So true. And when you say get back on the board, like, Yes, you literally mean board, but also board is just a metaphor for life. Like get back up. For sure. Whatever your board is, so to say. Like I know, like I feel like when people talk about scenarios, like many many people listening today are probably not surfers, but they have that thing in their life that they've kind of let go or they feel deflated about or they're just not equipping themselves to go for it. Um or they're not trusting in God to help them through this time that they're going through. But you can change your mindset and you can change how you're approaching whatever it is that feels like a mountain to, to get over. Um, and you can, you know, find the beauty even in the, the darkness. Absolutely. And sometimes the darkest part of our story ends up being the most beautiful when we look back at it. And I wanted to ask you, I know it can be overwhelming. Like, you do so many appearances and interviews and people probably stop you when you just kind of want Beth anytime. But also, like you just said, like, you know, the impact it's going to make, you know, and it's a ripple effect and so forth. So does that ever, does that keep you like motivated and not frustrated sometimes when like, you're like, Oh, another interview, I just want some Beth anytime, but you know, it's going to have a big impact. Yeah. I mean, I just, I choose not to say yes to everything because if I burn myself out, then what, what will I have to give? So I just kind of try to balance it out and make sure I get in the ocean and <laughs> put, like keep my priorities in the right line. So just having good, healthy rest and family time and surf time, the things that fill me up even more. So then when I go and um, give and share I have like the energy and the um, the excitement to go and be there and be a part of um, whatever opportunity there may be. Yeah. As they say, you got to fill your cup first. Exactly. Yeah. 
And I told you we're going to jump around a little bit because we just had 250,000 downloads already and the podcast. Everyone loves the guests. I know they're going to fall in love with you two seconds. Most of them already know you anyway, but also from me, you grew up in Hawaii, right? Yep. Born and raised in Hawaii. So it's a pretty special place. Yeah. And you always wanted to be a professional server right from an early age, like your parents were servers too, I know. Yeah, it was... My love for surfing began pretty young. I think my parents had me on a board when I was just a baby or a toddler, at least, um, or maybe in my mom's tummy. <laughs> and eventually, I think around age seven or eight is when I was like, okay, I love this. Mom, dad, take me to the beach, you know, like bug and nag. And not that I had to drag them because they were already beach and ocean lovers. So they're like, of course, let's go. And yeah, it just that passion grew strong. And um, I had a lot of natural talent, too. And maybe like the personality and drive as well to kind of like push myself. And um, yeah, from that age, it was just like no turning back and um, just went for it. <laughs> yeah. Were you as close with your friend Alana from the film in real life? Yeah, yeah, we were like best friends. So that was nice to have a friend to like push myself, but also just have fun with and kind of like egg each, egg each other on and um, just kind of share the fun of yeah. the ocean together. Yeah, and, and also competition breeds success. Like a little healthy competition is good. For sure. That's why, I mean, there was a whole like community of young women um, where I lived and we were all like a super talented bunch. So there was a lot of like healthy competition. Not only that, I like entered every um, amateur surf contest there was in the area and then eventually started traveling just within the Hawaii region to um, compete. So I loved that aspect. Yeah. And then at some point when you were about was it 13, you did the shark attack and you lost your arm. I know, you know, there's, there's a lot of footage after that and you're very optimistic. And I remember someone specifically saying to you, might have even been Oprah, like, do you think you'll surf again? And you're like, think, I absolutely know I will. Was there a moment after the accident and so forth that you second guessed that you'd be able to do that? Or were you just driven like no problem? Yeah, it was hard because I woke up in the hospital and that was kind of like the really like settling in realization that like my arm was gone and so I just didn't know what was possible and it was more of just like kind of letting things settle in I didn't know like what my future held what my life was gonna look like and um there was just so much to kind of like take in mentally so I um I eventually had a friend come visit me who had lost his leg to a shark and he shared with me, he learned how to surf with one leg and he previously wasn't even a surfer. So that was like pretty cool to have that conversation. And that was like my spark of inspiration to like, maybe I can surf with one arm. And then there it was just like, I was just waiting until I could actually heal up fast enough to get in the ocean and then yeah. I think I went in a day earlier than the doctor said of and once I stood up on my first wave and like rode it all the way to the beach I was like okay there's no turning back now like I didn't know how surfing would play out in my life I just knew I would be doing it even with one arm um yeah. and man that journey of figuring out how to do it and adapt with one arm was no walk in the park it was super wow. hard but 
it was also my healing place in so many ways and a place of challenge and a place that wasn't given or handed to me easily, you know, like a lot of things I maybe had help with um, in the day-to-day basis, but the ocean was like a fair competitor, you know, like it wasn't going to be easier on me than it was on my best friend. So that aspect of like pushing and challenging me um, regardless of my limb difference was kind of cool. And I think I thrived in that environment of like, you know, not getting helped all the time. And I had to work my, my booty off to like figure it out and, um, and just overcome the difficulties and challenges to have the success and and the fun. (laughs) It's so interesting that you said that because I was watching the documentary recently and I I believe you got nominated for an SB, right? And then you found out that it was for a disability and then you withdrew the nomination. Yeah. So that was a few years back. I can't remember exactly. I want to say, um, but yeah, I, I was super excited when I found out, I thought I was nominated best action sports athlete of the year. And then I found out it was best action sports athlete with a disability. And I have so much respect for all the athletes in that category. I just really didn't like the name because I never referred to myself like as disabled. I actually feel like I'm more able-bodied than most people (laughs) with the things that I do. I'm like, I should be the person like sitting in the exit row on the airplane, like pushing the door out the window, (laughs) out the airplane and like carrying people off the plane. Like (laughs) I'm just like that person that could like be beneficial in that situation. But I actually am not allowed to sit in that seat because I have one arm. But like, just to give you the picture of like, that's how I think of myself. Like, I know that I can, you know, I'm so physically able, like what I do in the ocean on the waves. I, was, I actually emailed the SBs. I was like, can we change the the name of this award to um, best adaptive athlete? And I couldn't get them to change it. So I was like, I'm just going to withdraw because it wasn't something I really wanted to like receive if I had won. I understand. And so I was just like, for me, it just felt better to just say no (laughs) and i just want to acknowledge you for a second because you never want like a handout or anything like you just want fair play and shows a lot about your character and your courage and i really appreciate that thanks there's a moment also in in the book in the movie where you're in thailand and you're helping in the movie you're helping a little boy surf and so forth for you personally at that moment in your life was that a moment a pivotal moment for you where you kind of got that like zest back for surfing and so forth Yeah, I mean, that was like probably the one aspect of the film that was a little dramatized, but more so the story of like giving back to the world. And I grew up in a, you know, a pretty hardworking family, but barely getting by at the same time. You know, my parents worked multiple jobs, but living in Hawaii is hard to make a good, good income and, and survive. Um, So I saw just, but I also grew up like, you know, for Christmas, we would buy a well for a village to bring people clean water. We would, I dreamed of like going on a missions trip with my church to go and help orphaned children who have nothing. Um, So I saw the world in the sense of like, there's so much beauty and goodness, but there's also a lot of hardship so many people are facing. And I wanted to um, help in that realm. 
And so I, I have been on several mission trips and um, it was kind of a con- conglomeration of like diff- a few mission trips I've done over the years. And just specifically going to Thailand was amazing because these people live off the ocean. Yeah. After the tsunami, there's so many children and pe- um, people scared to get back in the ocean and they hadn't been in there. And it was over a year after it was about a year after the tsunami and so it was cool to like present uh, a, an opportunity for them to have fun in the ocean and share my story of overcoming and like encourage them like, hey, you can get back in the ocean. And um, it was, yeah, a really amazing experience. Definitely. And I know that you inspired them, just you being there. And it's so true when you have opportunities to do things like that, it feels so good, obviously, for yourself, but it goes a long way with helping people. In regards to your faith, I know how important it is to you and so forth. Has this always been driven in you guys since since birth and since you're a very young age? Yeah, I think there's a beauty to living a life of faith. Um, not only just knowing that I'm loved and accepted as I am and the, how that like propels me to live life in a way that's filled with confidence and um, surety but also to look at the lens of the world of like, there's a lot of people in need and to like love others and to give back and um, forgive as God has forgiven me. And I just see, you know, so much of the hardship we may face often is relationally and being able to forgive ourselves and those around us who may have hurt us um, can really, um, save a life in a sense so it's just like this overwhelming like love and beauty and mixture of like forgiveness and grace yet wanting to go and 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 serve others and not like have my focus on myself so to say it just makes life feel balanced and like I have purpose waking up each day that's beyond myself and um but I also have grace to forgive myself if I blow it or forgive those around me if they blow it and um, just, you know, get through life with um, open arms and, and lots of love and trusting that ultimately God has me in the palm of his hand. And that brings just a lot of peace when things may be a little, um, you know, not flowing perfectly or whatever. Yeah. And, and God never wastes a pain and he's using you in the mightiest way possible. Just look at the impact you've had on the world and the ripple effect and you're going to continue to for generations. Yeah. Beautiful. That's, I imagine that's one of the reasons, one of the ways you were able to kind of recover from the accident in a relatively oh, short, short sure. time than most people, I would say. Yeah. I mean, when I lost my arm, it was wild. Like I had such a decent, deep sense of peace that God was in control. And like, even though this wasn't the plan I had for my life, I knew that God had a plan in it and that I was able to just trust in him, even though I didn't know what my future held and, and things felt a little upside down. I still like, there was just that overwhelming sense of peace carrying my myself and my mom in particular through that time. And we were able to laugh in, in like the, you know, within the hospital and just, we just knew that like God was going to get us through this and it was going to be okay. Yeah. I love that attitude, that mantra. And 
everyone obviously should believe in something bigger than ourselves and so forth. It just keeps you driven. Even like you just said, like earlier in that conversation, like it gets you through the darkest days. Yeah. Exactly. I know what you're thinking. Can one cultivate a bulletproof mindset or do they have to be born with it? The answer is as follows. We create our own reality. Want to develop and acquire the mindset techniques to completely revamp your mind, alter your perspective, see opportunities where you want to limitations, tap into all your potential, and cultivate confidence on command? CLS Universe. I bring to you for the first time ever, once in a lifetime, the entire Moonshot Masterpiece Experience online course, jam-packed with all the tools and strategies I use to launch CLS into another stratosphere, filled with modules, worksheets, how to tangibly transform into the 2.0 version of yourself and display your gifts to the world. Very simple, go to CultivateLastingSymphony.com, tap programs, and then bang, begin your moonshot today. Let's stop acting like we're going to live twice. Thank me later, you dig. Yeah, so and you started doing a lot of like appearances and stuff kind of like relatively short time after that. You know, that can make anyone feel a little bit uncomfortable, especially for a young girl who like just maybe just want to be with your friends or, or just want to surf, whatever the case may be. I imagine that took a lot of adjusting, getting used to. Yeah, it was hard because on one hand, I knew there was so much beauty in sharing my story and um, I wanted to do that, but I also didn't thrive on attention. I never liked fame. I don't like, you know, being idolized or put on a pedestal. So it's nice, like living in Hawaii, I would travel, but then I would come home and just be with my friends and be in the ocean and have like some normality to my life and have some challenge and just like be a child. But then we would travel and like kind of live this like, different sort of life so to say and I kind of like continually just worked on finding my balance in in it all and you know there's always pros and cons and but I mostly just kept the drive to know that you know for example sharing my book there's children who never read a book and they picked up soul surfer and they would read it from front to back and their parents are like my kid has never gone through a book and then they got your book and i was like oh my gosh that's so rad and then once we made soul surfer um i just would hear stories of children in the hospital and you know they could be watching toy story or soul surfer and I'm like, just knowing that Soul Server was able to like remind them that they can overcome and that they can, you know, have a different perspective on their situation than they may have currently. It was just really encouraging to like keep it up and know that, you know, some of the things that we, you know, we can't always do everything. Like, there's always just some things that we got to kind of do in life, like clean the toilet. You just got to clean the toilet or else it's going to be dirty. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, you got to do a few things that you don't. Not that I'm saying that's probably a terrible comparison. (laughs) It's not even like close. But I'm just saying, like, sometimes like there was things I would do that I didn't necessarily really want to do. But I would just kind of like get through it and then go surf and (laughs) Be me. I get the analogy. I love what you just said because what you just said is exactly what's in my head when I share your story and I have like all my clients and students watch the movie so forth and get that perspective because that's what it's all about. 
just seeing things, even just like shifting your head and seeing things from a different perspective, it kind of just, you know, the world opens up. Maybe this wasn't so bad if you just change the way you look at things, so to speak. And, and I just want to take a second to thank you personally, because your story has played such a role in my life during some dark times. And, and obviously I turned, you know, a lot of stuff around and I'm helping a lot of people now. And a big piece of that is from you. And so thank you for that. And also it's so interesting. Like, you're not the only one with, with a story like this, but it, everyone seems to gravitate towards yours specifically. And it's just really special. Yeah, I literally don't even know why. I'm just like, <laughs> I think maybe because there's that sense of like down to earthedness from me. Like, I, you know, I've been through some crazy things, but I'm still just Bethany at the end of the day. And I'm um, just doing my thing, waking up each day and just trying to make the most of what I've got. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of it also has to do with like your aura, like your demeanor. Like you just seem, like you just said, like so down to earth and so cool and, and, you know, just like such a positive attitude. And I think anybody can relate to that or be an envy of it and say, maybe I should try to have an attitude with a little bit more optimistic approach and so forth. So I love it. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. And, and then, so here you are, you're a professional surfer and so forth. At some point, obviously you meet your husband and, and you guys begin a family and, and then the documentary years later. And it's so cool because as such a fan, like I am, and for the millions of others, like I'm sure a lot of people were curious, like what happened after soul surfer, so to speak. And, and it's not like, you know, the documentary is a direct sequel, so to speak, but it kind of shows what you're up to now. And I, and I read some of it because preparation breeds confidence. And you said something along the lines of the documentary wasn't supposed to turn out exactly like that. It was supposed to be more of a short film. How did it end up becoming what it was? Yeah. So after I got married, um, I had a friend who had been talking to is like, I want to do just a short film with you, like high performance, like show the world what you've got, like in your specifically on your surfboard. Um, and I was like, any excuse to go on like surf trips and push myself in the ocean sounded like a blast. I'm 100% on board. And my <laughs> husband was like, yeah, we need to check off some of your like surf goals. Um, I know that you still have more in you to give. And so we started working on the um, what was to be a short film, like just 12 minutes, maybe if that. And then along the way, like a lot happened and um, we conceived our first son kind of like not when we were planning to and then I ended up competing again and like just having a lot of success after I had my child and we just decided to just turn it into more of a documentary and just capture some of the aspects of my life that hadn't been shared or I kind of just like let the filmmaker I was like yeah whatever you want to do like just go for it like you can share my story and just as long as we can approve and as long as we have a lot of surfing going on <laughs> um and like so it went from being like action piece to like from Bethany from childhood to motherhood and kind of everything in between and the different journeys and kind of like moments in life, a lot of the highlights and some of the low points and overcoming some of the challenges and accomplishing some of my greatest dreams and aspirations, um, specifically in my sport. Um, so it's pretty cool to like create and, um, and then go and share. And it's just so different from soul surfer and, yeah. you know, it's cool to share the real Bethany too. And Definitely. even hearing from like young girls that like love soul surfer and they 
some of them even loved Unstoppable even more. So that was pretty cool to hear. And rightfully so. It's the real you. And also, like, the, the filmmaker, like, just the action sequences, like, when you're surfing, and the, just the shots, of the, it's just beautifully done. It's so cool. And there's a part in there, and I know how competitive you are, trust me. It's one of the things I love about you. You miss qualifying by one heat. And, and I know you're, you know, bummed out about it. And I wanted to ask you, because of everything that you've been through in life, like, you know, your grit and, and like your real life stuff, does that help you kind of like deal with professional challenges such as the surfing and so forth or, or that stuff still pisses you off just as much? Uh, sometimes like it resurfaces and I got to kind of like work through it. But <laughs> yeah, I think like there's definitely that fine line of like, celebrating the things you have accomplished and not like rousting yourself so hard on some of the things you didn't accomplish. And I definitely think like my life played out in ways like I just, I knew I wanted to be a mom and I'm just scared that like, if I had really like went full on um, professional surfing, I might've like missed out on this beautiful aspect. I just think so many women, they get to like, 38 and they're like oh my gosh I want to have a child and they're at that point where it's like you're at the end of your child rearing years and so for me it's just been really cool to be able to do both and um so I just feel like I couldn't have planned out all the different little things that happened in my life but um I still got to accomplish so much of my surf goals and dreams and who knows, I'm still going to do a couple contests this year. I just like, like competing. It's fun to get the Jersey on. Um, I don't necessarily have any huge goals right now, right now. I'm just kind of like getting back in shape after having my little one and, um, just soaking up family life for now. And, um, but yeah, hoping to throw the jersey on a couple of times in the next year or so. Well, first of all, nobody would bet against you. And second of <laughs> all, just based upon the way you just said that, I have a feeling that sooner or later you're going to get that itch to shock the world once again and do something pretty cool at surfing life. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it, I could definitely tell. In regards to the unstoppable, like that's become such a metaphor for you. And, and it's just like, it, it it all correlates to what you've been through and so forth. So I know you have a course now. It's called Unstoppable as well. Is that right? Yeah. So I created a online course. Um, it's a, like kind of surrounding the idea of living an unstoppable life. And it's not like by any means about being like perfect or having it all together at all times, but more about like um, living a resilient life and like making the most of what you've got and like being present each day and, and loving your people well and um, reaching your goals with, you know, with accuracy and, and just different things that I've kind of like picked up along the way that have helped me get to where I'm at um, today and that I continually challenge myself in to um, live out on a day-to-day basis and it's really cool. Like I always was in this place of inspiration, but I wanted to do more than just be that inspiration, but actually equip people because I think we can equip ourselves. There's some things that we're naturally good at, or, you know, we naturally thrive in, but then there's things that we kind of got to work on and be aware of. And so being able to like find those tools that can 
help us to live more positively or help us to um, face adversity with more resiliency. And it's been fun to share. I love it. And for the audience listening, should you go check out Bethany's course and what she has going on? Absolutely. (laughs) Where can they find that if they want to sign up or even just find out some more stuff about it? Yeah, it's on my website, bethanyhamilton.com. My team might have said I was supposed to share a course with y'all. Um, it's okay, I'll direct them. Sure. Maybe you can share the link down below at the end. But I'll direct yeah, them. It's, um, it's been really cool. We've had some really rad testimonies of people being super empowered. And yeah, I, I think like life is so beautiful when we're searching for the beauty and choosing it. And in today's modern living, I just think there's so much that it almost feels like it can feel like the world is against you. So I think letting that go and letting go of like the expectations that the world's putting on you, turning down the noise, like having boundaries that protect the things that you're passionate about and that the life you truly want to live and, you know, living a very intentional life. It's just so much more worth it. And I've just been learning continually on just finding my, my peace and joy amongst the challenges and um, living, waking up each day feeling excited about life and to be passionate about on the things I'm passionate about. And I just want to share that with others. So that's what it's all about. And like, we got to, again, not to sound like too cliche or spiritual, but you got to make every second count and use the word intentional there. And it's something I recently started incorporating, like be very intentional with what you want to do. Like be direct. Like if there's something you want, ask for it. If there's something you want to accomplish, go after it. Is that what you mean when you say being intentional, like lean into these types of things? Yeah, intentional with even like, um, not only what you want, but intentional with your boundaries. I just say like, for example, my husband and I, we really um, live a pretty digital minimalistic approach. So very little like device and and TV and noise. And it's really nice. We don't miss the amount we used to watch. And it supports us in parenting and in our relationship and in how we view the world. And um, so that's just like a quick example of like just the boundaries we set to like a more intentional life of like enjoying time with each other, with our children, not like throwing a screen in front of them, even if they're like frustrating us, you know, or they're acting up. They tech, they probably just need like some food or to go outside and be in nature. So you know, finding these things that support us as individuals, but as also supporting our family in a way that, you know, choosing the life we want to live versus, versus like just letting it happen to you. And I think especially after this last year, like really turning down the noise, like news, if you just have the news running all day long, you're going to feel stressed and overwhelmed and that's not going to go away unless you turn it off and and find your outlet and find something that brings you happiness and joy and, and um, health. Yeah. I love all this. And, and just to be honest with you, like I, I feel like I've known you for so long because <laughs> you know I, I'm such a fan and so forth, but speaking to you, it's really special. And you really do. You have like this positive, calming, contagious aura about you. Just like everything's going to be okay. And, and like relaxing. 
And I mean that in the best way possible. And <laughs> it's very obvious. Ah, thanks. Yeah. So I, I want to wrap up. I want to ask a couple of those questions just for the audience because everyone was dying for me to ask you some of these questions. And they're all obviously huge fans of yours too. And I'm curious too, because people always ask me like, who are some of my mentors and so forth? And, you know, I have different mentors for different reasons, different seasons of life. And I'm a big journaler. So I love to go in and just read notes from books or whatever the case may be. But who are some people over the years that you may have sharpened the ax to, as I like to say, or gotten inspiration from anyone? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess there's been a few people. I definitely chose really great friends growing up and in my young adult life. And that was super beneficial for just like my approach to life. But I never really had like a solid mentor, so to say. I guess I'm like, I consider myself like a cherry picker. Like I just cherry pick people's strengths and beauties and goodness. And also try to recognize even the opposite and like, you know, finding what I can incorporate in my own life. Um, And just like celebrating people's strengths. You know, we all have our little like superpowers, so to say. But I guess lately my mom, (laughs) my mom is super a wonderful woman. I'm so thankful for just how she raised me and how much time she gave me. I just think like the the gift of time that she shared with me alone, like helped me become the person I am today. And she was just so present and just gave me a lot of time. And I think a lot of parents struggle to do that today. Like just giving their children the time that their children need. They're just gone all day long. And then they have their after, after programs and just, they're just gone too much. They're not having that time that they need with the person they admire the most. And so I just like my mom, she's so cool. She just, the way she views other people, she's just so, Um, she's really giving of her time and she's celebrating people's strengths and, um, cheering them on. And my mom, she has, uh, 10 grandkids now. 10? Yeah. What, your brothers all have kids? I have two brothers and they all have, they both have children. So it's been cool to just learn from her and how she views all the different personalities and the different approaches to life. And she just, she just there to love everyone and I just think like at the end of the day if we just like love other people well like if something crazy happens at least we did that you know (laughs) that's it it sounds like she's the glue to the family I hope you were happy with Helen Hunt's portrayal of her in the movie my mom was so stoked on that my dad (laughs) was like really stoked on Dennis Quaid playing him so Yeah. (laughs) yeah um and then yeah but You know, I think, and I'm continually just like reading books and getting ideas and hearing from different people. I think just like continually being teachable is such a great attribute Mm -hmm. to carry throughout your life. Just be teachable. That's part of like what I call in my adopt method is like we finish at the end in the adopt method with be teachable. And I continually like chose to be teachable, like whether it was in my sport, like motivational speaking, like just finding someone that can like be honest and real with me and help push me and celebrate me, but also like help me grow. And so I think being teachable is something that all of us can carry in life and um, continually just learn and grow. And, you know, there's different seasons, there's different different things coming our way. So why not continually like grow and learn and 
be teachable. <laughs> Bang. And so many cool things that you just said. Number one, the cherry picking. That's so me. Like I use the, the concept of modeling, like find different attributes of, of people that you hold in high regard that do things very well. What is it that makes them tick in those areas and grab that? So I'm a cherry picker myself, but I never heard it articulated like that. I love that. And then you say be teachable. Like that's so important. Like, and also you want to surround yourself with people who don't co-sign your bullshit, so to speak. People that will tell yeah. you straight up, like, Bethany, you need to improve here. Or, you know, you're not putting in as much effort with this. Whatever the case would be, you want to surround yourself with people like that. And then obviously you have to be willing to take it with positive reinforcement and adapt. So beautiful that you said that. And I like lately, it's like finding people that like celebrate you as you are. Like there, there's almost like this... Um, you know, I'm trying to live an exceptional life. When you're trying to live an exceptional life, there's not a lot of people that are also trying to do that. So sometimes you almost like downgrade like what you're trying to do, like just to like not seem too exceptional, so to say like, oh, I'm trying to eat this way because it's really like my energy is amazing and I'm feeling really healthy. So I'm not going to go and do like eat something that doesn't really like support me in that way. So like not stooping lower because someone else is at that place and they don't want to try to like push themselves and like just being you naturally and honestly um, versus. Authentic. Yep. Yeah. Authentic. Exactly. Okay. No, it's so true. I agree with you hundred percent in regards to everything that you've been through for anyone that's coming up, that's going through any type of obstacles or adversity what could you suggest? What do you think the most important character trait is to push through adversity? Oh, man. Well, I guess I don't know if I could <laughs> narrow it down to one, but I just think like for me, my in my darkest times, my faith in God has been like my rock and my foundation. If all else failed, that was like my hope and my, my um, the like tying point of my resiliency but I think this is just super like kind of general um advice but just talking with someone I think we can't hold things inside when we hold things inside it just like rusts away inside of us and eventually eats at our like beauty and joy so I think just being able to be honest and open with someone whether it's someone that you love and trust or just seeking out someone that can bring good counsel and like see a different perspective and whatever it is that you're struggling with and just not know that you're like not alone. Like we're all going through hard times. And I think the more honest we can live and more um, just open about what we're struggling in, it's just going to be better than trying to hide it and put on like a show. Um, so I just, I'm cheering you all on to, Yeah. 100%. Yeah, that you can be more yeah. honest even. And the chances are whoever you talk to, like they've already faced it and they can be like a shoulder to lean on. Yeah, we all need support. Sometimes we have an ego. We need to push that aside and ask for support. The power of communities, so to speak. I know yeah. that, I know you're just getting warmed up. I know that you have so much life to live and so much light. But I wanted to ask you this question for me, just personally with the ripple effect that you've been able to cultivate and just inspiring so many people in their dark times to kind of push through and so forth. Bethany, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, man. 
I don't know. I guess just to remind people that they too can just um, overcome and be resilient and, you know, get back on their board. <laughs> Bang. I absolutely love it. The audience is going to be obsessed with you in two seconds in case they live under a rock and they're not familiar with which they are. Where can they support you? Where can they follow you? Where do you hang out the most? Instagram? I'm probably most active on Instagram, but yeah, I even have like a private community that I, I um, host on Facebook. It's the Unstoppable Living Group. So you guys can check me out there if you like. I do like monthly Zoom calls and um, just keep it real and talk about life and continually try to encourage others in, in their own journey. So it's so it. awesome to talk with you, Craig. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. And the audience, they're very engaging. They're very loyal. They're going to love you. They're going to hit you up. Trust me, they, they might even slide into some of your comments and so forth, but you'll love them. <laughs> they're all great. And, and Bethany, you know how special this was for me today, even just telling you like the impact that you've had on my life. So I just oh. want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And I just love it because it's ripple effect. Now you're doing yeah. your thing and you're having your ripple. And I'm sure some people that you work with will have their own ripple effect too. So it's I, awesome to hear. <laughs> I guarantee it. And Bethany, I just wanted to say that you don't shy away from your challenges as they've shaped you. It's something I find very relatable and liberating. I want you to know that you are the definition of resilience, grit, and heart from overcoming such a traumatic experience to being back in the water a month later and now reaching billions of lives worldwide and initiating a ripple effect of determination like we just spoke about. You're an inspiration and a role model to your three boys and to anyone coming up today, especially facing adversity. I love and respect you. I'm proud of you. And this will absolutely not be the last time that we collaborate. Keep on shining that light and I will be an advocate of your journey until my very final breath. Thank you so much, Becky. Thanks, Craig. Lots of love and aloha. Aloha. We'll speak soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at Craig Siegel underscore CLS, the YouTube channel Craig Siegel, and our website CultivateLastingSymphony.com where you could sign up for our email blast with all free trainings on all of our content. The best is yet to come.